I was one of those people that just did anything that was inspirational. It was like one day I would start working in inks and watercolors and do drippy weird stuff, and the next day I'd want to do like very refined, you know, drawing and just do charcoal or something like that. So it was kind of all over the board, and I hadn't really found that specific style of art that I really wanted to work in. It was like so much inspiration was coming in from different ways that I just didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then whenever I started painting music, it kind of clicked just because I've always loved music and I've never really had a way to express that because I was never good at it. So I could only express it through a completely weird way, which was through painting it. Hello and welcome to Hello Atelier. My name is Betsy Blodgett and with me is producer Jonathan Goetz. So I was thinking today about all the ways that you can experience music. Well, there's the actionable, playing music. The more passive, listening to music. My favorite, the physical, dancing. I'm more comfortable with the first two options. There are even museums devoted to its history. Just reading about music can heighten your experience of it, which I just enjoyed doing with the new Robbie Robertson autobiography. The factory that is a musician's brain is surely fascinating. For many, though, the most immersive experience is the live experience. There is something about being cocooned by the sound as well as the visual of the musicians, lighting, and other effects. Unless you are, like me... Very short, and your visual is walled off by a super tall guy standing in front of you. In your case, 5'5 five five or taller. Hmm. But while we love going to concerts and having our senses assaulted, there are some, like today's guest, Melissa McCracken, who are given an additional sense and don't even need to attend a concert to experience it. It's a sense called synesthesia. Which might be easier to say than it is to truly comprehend for non-synesthetes like ourselves. Melissa's form of synesthesia means that when she listens to music, she sees associative colors. It's as if she has her own personal light show when a song starts playing. Fortunately, as both an artist and a music aficionado, Melissa decided that she wanted to share how she experienced color, so she started painting the music she could see. I think we're lucky that Melissa is putting these two pieces together and sharing with the world. We're very lucky she has a solid taste in music, and specifically rock and roll. As a bit of a rock snob myself, I was impressed to see songs like Lenny and Magabrain in her portfolio. Now don't spoil it. Sorry. Okay, let's rock and roll. Synesthesia is, it's like a neurological condition. Basically, my brain is cross-wired, so whenever I hear music, I see colors. So numbers and letters also are kind of like color-coded. Like whenever I read, it doesn't necessarily like instantly change the color of the letters or anything like that. Like I'm not reading a book and just seeing like a rainbow or anything, but it's almost like a filter over each letter and number. Math formulas, it's really easy to remember different setups of letters and numbers because I remember the color orientation of things. So when did you figure out that not everybody sees that? Well, there was one time that I asked my brother about it. So I was like 12 years old. I was thinking about my alphabet, going through each letter and thinking about exactly what color each letter was. And I turned to my brother and I was like, hey, is your letter C yellow too? And he like passively just said, yep. And so I was like, all right, everyone sees it. Didn't think anything about it. And um, it wasn't until I was about 16 that I was choosing a ringtone for my phone. And I was trying to match a song to the color of my blue phone. And so I was looking at orange songs and I was talking to my friend and I was like, this orange song matches perfectly. It was a Michael Jackson song. And he was like, what do you mean it matches? And I was like, well, 
it's complimentary colors, blue and orange, duh, that's why it matches. And he was like, what do you mean you see colors at all? So I thought that something was wrong with him after he said that he didn't see colors. So it still took a little while until I studied psychology and started hearing more about different conditions and stuff. And synesthesia came up in class and and I was like, okay, <laughs> I am different. This isn't normal. So how did you decide to nix the psychology degree and go with art? I went to Germany for a year to be an au pair. While I was over there, I had a lot of free time, and I started kind of picking up art again and painting, and this was kind of the first um, time that I'd ever started painting music, so I was sharing that on you know social media stuff. It started picking up more than I expected, and people were really interested in it. So by the time that I finished my year there, when I got home, I was able to support myself with art. It kind of just all fell into place. You know, for so long, your entire life, you're trying to figure out what you want to do. And then all of a sudden, my career kind of like smacked me in the face. Melissa's paintings reflect her wide interest in music. From a light-filled rendition of Debussy's classic Claire de Lune to the intergalactic, color-filled canvases of Stevie Ray Vaughan's Lenny and Funkadelic's Maggot Brain, Melissa strives to do visual justice to the songs that have captivated her. So how do you choose your song? When you start painting music of artists that are great, great, great artists, like Stevie Wonder is one of my favorite musical artists, and he's just someone that like totally gets music and just puts it across perfectly and has so much soul in everything that he does, which makes it a little bit daunting to paint. You're like, I can't capture that. He's like doing all these runs and making these beautiful piano chords and stuff, and you're like, there's no way I can do that justice on canvas. There's like a lot of songs that are even uh, super emotional just because they're connected to me in my childhood. So like my mom singing Doris Day or Tammy Wynette, or I would love to paint that, but it's just such a, a strong connection to me and my childhood and my mom and our relationship that it's like, what if I don't get that across right? You know, so it makes it kind of scary, but one day we might get it out there. Things like Maggot Brain and Lenny are just incredible songs. They're awesome. They take you into a new world, you know, it's, I mean, whenever I listen to them. And I feel like that's what you want to do with a painting. So to try to take on that task of, you know, putting someone else in a new world with a painting. Those guitar solos just produce so much that you just want to get it out there, I guess. Because it is such, like, second nature to me, I guess. I don't even really think about the colors sometimes whenever they're happening. You know, I might say most country songs are brown and yellow, which is never really that pretty. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes it'll just come in as blue or be nice or more appealing, and um, you never really know what's going to come up. But as a general idea, there's stuff that has a general form and a general color and stuff with it. Prince, I love Prince. And he has a few songs that take a weird turn in the middle of it. And it's like I was listening to a song the other day called Love to the Nines, It's yellow and pink at the beginning, and then he goes into this, like, weird rap transition, and then it's, like, dark blue and purple, and it has, like, a more textured, kind of grainy look to it, and it's like, I can never paint this. (laughs) There's no way I could incorporate all the elements that he's thrown into a song to make it one cohesive painting, so it's kind of up in the air of what it's going to end up looking like. Classical music is something that I think would be really fun to do. I did one Bach piece. I did cello suite number one. It's so intricate and it's just so precise that I feel like it would be hard 
to convey that. The only reason why I did the cello suite number one is because it's just the cello, and so that makes it a little bit um, easier to contain and to put onto canvas. But yeah, as far as doing like a symphony or anything like that, that's just so above my head right now (laughs) that that would be kind of hard to take on. Are there songs that you don't like because of the colors? I've tried to figure that out because it's kind of a chicken or the egg story because I don't know if I like the song because I like the colors or if my mind just kind of creates nice colors because I like the song. Um, Because I've noticed that when I was little, the songs that I used to love, those are so pink and purple. And when I was little, my favorite colors were pink and purple. So it's like I used to listen to En Vogue and stuff, and it was just such like an orange and pink and Lisa Frank sort of look, and Mariah Carey was that way and stuff. So I'm thinking that I might have kind of produced that and made that the base for for how I see those sort of poppy, you know, funk soul sort of songs. Has anyone like really liked a painting that they hated the songs? I painted Gravity by John Mayer. I was huge into John Mayer in uh, high school. And I remember when I bought Continuum, I was in my car and Gravity came on. It was the first time I heard it. And it's got this like drum bass sound and it kind of all spreads apart and it's just this like little bit of light in blue and it was one of the first things that I painted because it was such a distinctive look and I just knew that I wanted to capture that and it's one of the favorite my favorite things that I've done so far and someone emailed me about it and they were like I love gravity I would totally buy it but I hate John Mayer (laughs) and I was like okay I mean that's fine if you don't like the subject then sure (laughs) Live music, it's really, really interesting because there's such a connection between music and visuals already. It's like we have music videos, we have light shows and all that kind of stuff. So whenever you go to a concert, it's really interesting to see what colors they've chosen to have their whole stage set up. So whenever there's so many visuals going on as it is, I really don't think about the colors of music that I'm seeing. But surprisingly, I went to a Nine Inch Nails concert (laughs) the colors that they had chosen for each of their songs was just like spot on for what I was seeing. And it was super weird and it made it feel like a a greater connection. It was like I was living out synesthesia in the real world, which was pretty cool. For those whom music plays a major role in their lives, finding a visual representation of a favorite song can bring their experience to a whole new level. When Melissa started offering commission work, she wanted to be able to bring her synesthete experience to a wider audience, while maybe underestimating that bringing her vision to their favorite music could be trickier than she thought. It's super fun working with people and seeing the things that they connect with, the songs. It's like you have one song that you can see, and this is the song that you chose, and there's a whole story behind it. So it's interesting to talk to people that way, but it's also really, really hard because there's no innate connection between color and music. It's pretty arbitrary for what I see. I mean, every synesthete might have a a different look to what song they're listening to. So it's hard if someone has an emotional connection to a song, and they're like, okay, make it something that I want to hang in my house. And you're like... Oh, crap. (laughs) I have no idea what this is going to turn out like. I don't even know if this is going to be the colors that you like, you know, so it makes it, it gives me a little more anxiety to do commissions. But then at the same time, it's super cool whenever they turn out well and they like them and it's a whole new form of something that they loved. And 
it makes it more rewarding at the end, but a harder process when you're going through it. My process is really spontaneous. I'm not much of a planner. I've never been a planner. And I feel like when I plan things, they end up being too structured and it doesn't feel as emotional as what I'd want to get across. Especially with painting music, I'll listen to a song and really try to get into the song, just throw stuff on the canvas and then manipulate it. I like an editing process more than a creating process. I'll let the paints do what they're going to do and then kind of form them into the direction that I want them to go into. It's more of a layered technique rather than working across the canvas. And so I just keep layering until it feels like it fits what I'm seeing in my head. Yeah, so a lot of people do think that it's like a left to right sort of thing that, you know, I'm painting the beginning of the song and just going across the canvas until the song finishes. And I like to work outwardly. And I think that's just because, uh, well, I mean, I think of songs in that sense. It's just this, uh, it's like you're making the movie poster for a movie or something. You're trying to get it all on this one frame. I like to get the important concepts across rather than get all the details across. Whatever the musical artist was trying to put out there is what I want to capture. And I don't think that it's necessarily just a point-by-point point sort of thing. It's, it's the feeling overall, and so if you can get that in whatever way you need to, I think that that's more important than being like, here, decode it, and from here to here is the first frame, and specific parts of it that might be really literal. I painted Little Wing by Jimi Hendrix, and there's this gold streak that bows up to the top, and that's totally just the intro guitar. That's something that I can be like, okay, this part here is that. But there's so many times, too, that it's you just do things for the feeling and you do things just to get that bit across whether or not it makes literal direct sense. You know, it's not like you can have a map, a color key next to, you know, what I've painted and be like, oh, so this song is da 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 because she put this here and, you know, the measures here and whatever. So it's like you put in your own artistic influence in it. You know, I don't want to just be a translator. I want to have the song filtered through me as a person. There are times where some paintings are super, super frustrating because it's such an elusive thing to capture. I mean, it's music that's just flowing in and out for four minutes and different colors come in and fade away and textures and shapes. So there are times that I've worked on something for so long that the song will come up on my phone or whatever and I'll just have to immediately go on to the next one because it's like it's become a different thing. It's become work to you, you know, and... That kind of sucks because you have songs that you love and then all of a sudden they're something that you've been trying to figure out for months or whatever and then you hate it. (laughs) While Melissa mainly paints music, she has also been trying her hand at non-musical paintings, using the time to explore what has been a mainstay in her life, the presence of color. I still love working with color. I'm finding that that's the thing that I'm really drawn to in art is just working with color and and learning how to put different things together that wouldn't that you don't normally see uh, too often. I've I've tried experimenting with just manipulating color and still not having really much of a subject, just kind of the whole process is the subject, I guess. With synesthesia, it's such a weird thing to try to explain just because it is essentially unnatural and it's like 
you're in your own little world and it's something that has, you know, been in your head forever and it feels like a very big thing. It's really vibrant. And oils, I feel like, are such vibrant paints. Um, yeah, oils just have such a luster and it just seemed so silky and really fit kind of what I was seeing. So someone that I've really been drawn to with color is Turner because he does like a lot of a lot of sunsets over water and things like that. Um, so it's a nice subdued look. Of course, you know, I like Monet and things like that. He's got such a wonderful sense of color, which adds the light into it too, which um, I think is a big part of enhancing color. If you just have color, it's kind of going to be nothing if you don't have a light source for it. So uh, that's a pretty good inspiration for me. As a fan of color, are there artists that have kind of influenced or that you really like their color work? There's a few things in life that have been super influential with me and how I look at things. One of them, I've got a print of it, is the painting. It was at the National Museum in London, and it was an experiment on a bird in an air pump. It's painted by Joseph Red of Derby, and it's like this super hyper-realistic painting that's got so much story behind it. There's like eight subjects in it. There's all these people that are reacting to this air pump experiment in different ways, and it's super cool. It's got really nice lighting. I saw it and I was just like, got chills. And then I brought my brother to see it and he was like, that painting's awesome. And I haven't even pointed out yet which painting to look at. And then my mom saw it and she cried and it was just like such an emotional reaction from everyone. So that was one of the biggest things that I've ever seen that really just like stuck with me. Melissa's synesthesia has painted every aspect of her life, even her memories. While some of us are transported back in time by a particular smell or song, for Melissa, color can conjure emotions. It's an interconnectedness that is revealed in her work. A lot of times, some of my memories, if they are music-based, are more color-based, I guess. So whenever I think of a memory that's like me listening to Jimi Hendrix with my brother, it's going to be more of a memory of color rather than a memory of us sitting together or something like that. I had done two color memories, and it was for my parents for my mom's birthday and my for Father's Day, too. And one of them was the sound of my dad's voice. I remember like whenever we'd be out with their friends or something, and I would fall asleep on his chest, and just that like grumble hearing his voice, it was just such a such a distinct look. It was just I remember that so well, and so I painted that for him. And then I also painted. When my mom, whenever they would go out, you know, with their friends or something, and I would get to bed before they'd be home. And I remember hearing the sound of my mom's heels as she came into the kitchen. And it was just like this little pitter-pattery, bright little bits of life kind of cascading down purple and blue. I'm really big on wanting everything that I do to be an emotionally-based production, I guess. And so if a song really hits me and I feel like there's a big story behind it, then I think it's worth kind of translating into color. Or it might have this weird look to it that's like a really weird guitar solo or something like that. And it's like, ah, I want to show this to someone else, you know? It's like art is a pretty big form of communication for me. And it's, you just want to get that across to someone else, you know? It's been in my head for so long, I want to share it with other people. Thanks for listening to Hello Atelier, a production of the Phonicalia Media Network. To see images of Melissa's work, visit us at helloatelier.org. An easy way to help support this program is to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. 
You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram to see extras from the podcast and to live a little Hello Atelier every day.